through May 2nd, 2013. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased to have you here with some main menu today. Speaking of new things in the assistive technology field, we'd like to try to keep you up to date on what's going on in new things in the field. And one of the new things is for you Windowized users, you'll be pleased to know that GW Micro this week released version 8.2 of window eyes and it takes care of a few bugs that uh, were present in 8.1 and makes a few things work a little better those are the main things that they have done and hymns inc has just released this week the latest upgrade to the braille sense the braille sense u2 and the braille sense plus both got an update and quite a number of new things in their version 8.0 and if you've uh, been listening or reading anything you'll know that among some of the new things are the ability to use dropbox uh, file service on your braille sense and another thing is a viewer to let you be able to view excel spreadsheets and a new way to access bookshare and be able to go right onto the bookshare page and go and look at the books and find the book you want and download it right onto your machine all right there in the new bookshare application on your braille sense so, on to other things. This week on Main Menu, we have three new presentations for you. The first is a presentation from Mary Emerson and is the first of more than one. And Mary is going to be introducing us to that new Braille Sense version 8 release and she's going to be showing us how things have changed between braille sense version 7 and braille sense version 8 and there have been some rather major changes in the whole menu layout and how things are laid out and where you'll find different things on the braille sense so you'll want to listen to mary's presentation and find out all about those changes and then we have compliments of GW Micro, the first of a two-part series introducing using Windowize 8 with Windows 8. And today we will be doing the first part and have the second part for you next week. Introducing you to Windows 8 and the features of Windows 8 and introducing you to how it all works with Windowize 8. And then finally we have David Woodbridge from Vision Australia is coming to introduce and demonstrate for us guided access in iOS with the use of voiceover. That's all today here on Main Menu. We are very pleased you're with us. Hope you enjoy the, the presentations. Chase Crispin will be hosting the program here next week and I will be back the second week of May. You have a great week and we'll see you soon here on Main Menu. Now available, it's the ACB Radio Tuner, version 8. What you trying now, man? A triumph of technological engineering. 
a work of art. Now ACB Radio is easier than ever to receive. With our ACB Radio tuner number eight, you can receive all of our channels such as Mainstream, The Voice of the Blind Community, Cafe, uh, What You Said, Treasure Trove, Sunday, I was on Jack Benny's program. I heard you when you were swell. Interactive. Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. World news and information. Your Majesty, congratulations. And our live events channel. Pick it up today from our download section on www.acbradio.org. Hi, everybody. This is Mary Emerson, and I am going to describe briefly with more to follow in the following weeks, the menus for version 8, the U.S. version of the hymns Braille Sense U2, QWERTY Note Taker. There have been quite a few changes to this, and I'm going to start out by showing you what version 7 was like, because the formats and the menu organization, according to the release notes that I've been reading, will be quite different. This is going to be a quick intro this week, and as the weeks go by and I learn how to use some of the new features and programs, I will show you some of their features as we go along and learn them. But this is version 7 with the Service Pack 1 or the Upgrade 1, whatever they called it. And I'm going to turn on the power and go through the menu system real quick to show you what the menu consists of right now. As you will notice in version 8, it will get more complicated. But this is what we have currently before I install the upgrade. Power on. File manager. Okay, we're on the file manager. I'm going to increase the volume just a bit. Voice volume 9. That should be adequate. Okay, I'm going to down arrow and show you what we have. We're on File Manager. It shows it in Braille and it speaks it. Word Processor, Address Manager, Schedule Manager, Email, Media Player, FM Radio, Web Browser, Daisy Player, Bluetooth Manager, Database Manager, Extras. And I'll get into the extras in a minute. I want to show you the complete menu first. Social networking. And I'll also go into this. Programs. Utilities. And I'll show you this also. Global options. And that's for settings. Help. Okay, let's go back up. Global util programs. Social extras. Okay, we're on extras. I'm going to push enter. Sense dictionary. We're on the sense dictionary. Bookshare download. Google Maps. Google search. Sense navigation. Sense dice game. Sense brain game. That is the end of it. I'm going to hit escape. Extras. And we're back on extras. I'm going to go down. Social networking. I'm going to push enter. Twitter. We have Twitter. Google Talk. MSN Messenger. This is going away with release 8 because Microsoft does not support it anymore. Sets chat. And that's the last. I'm going to push escape. Social networking. Programs. And as you will see, I just have the Bible in here. Sets Bible. And it's the only thing here, so I'm going to push Escape. Programs. Down arrow. Utilities. And push Enter. Calculator. We're on Calculator. Display compass heading. Set time and date. Display time and date. Wake up alarm. Calendar. Pronunciation dictionary. Stopwatch. Terminal for screen reader. Set up internet. Display network status. Display power status. Backup restore personalized settings. Menu Manager, Format, 
Sleep timer. Upgrade Braille Sensitivity Firmware. And this is the last one. So I'm going to push Escape. Utilities. And down arrow. Global options. And this is where you set all your options for the device. So I won't go into this. Help. And help is the last one. Now I'm going to proceed to install the upgrade. And then I'll come back here when that's finished and I will show you what the menus look like with the new upgrade. It's going to be a little more complex. I have done the upgrade, which didn't take very long at all, and I've got my global options set to just about the way that they were before we switched to version 8, and I'm going to turn the machine on and show you the menus. I'm going to show you the main menu first, and then we're going to branch out. Power on. File manager. We're in file manager, and I'm going to down arrow. Word processor, email, media, organizer, web tools, social networking, extras, games, programs, utilities, settings, help. And help is the last one. As you can tell, we have a lot of categories, and these are going to make it much easier to find things. And so let me go back up to the top. And I had to stop the machine because it takes two hands to do that. So we're back up at File Manager. I'm going to down arrow until we get to a submenu. Word processor, email, media. We're in media, so let's push enter. Media player. We're on media player. FM radio. FM radio. Daisy player, YouTube. And YouTube is the last one. And I'm going to exit out of this with escape. Media. Down arrow. Organizer. Organizer. Let's push enter. Address manager. Address manager. Schedule manager. Database manager. That's the last one. So let's exit with escape. Organizer. Down arrow. Web tools. Web tools. Enter. Web browser. This is the regular web browser. There's a quick browser which will get you to some of the blind friendly sites. Quick browser. And that's the quick browser. Google search. RSS Reader. There's the RSS Reader and Podcatcher, which I'm going to be talking about in subsequent weeks. That's the last thing, so let's escape. Web Tools. Down Arrow. Social Networking. And we're going to push Enter. Twitter. We're on Twitter. Google Talk. Sense Chat. Sense Chat is the last one. Exit. Social Networking. Down Arrow. Extras. And we have Extras. Enter. Sense Dictionary. We have the Dictionary. Bookshare Download. Google Maps. Sets Navigation, Excel Viewer, Dropbox. Dropbox is the last one, and I'm going to be talking about this. And Exit. Extras. Down Arrow. Games. Games. Sets Dice Game. We're on the Dice Game. Sets Great Game. And that's the last one, so let's Exit. Games. Next thing, Down Arrow. Programs. Programs, and this is where my Bible was. We'll see if it's still there. Sets Bible. It's still there. Sets Bible. And it's the last thing on here, so let's exit. Programs. Down Arrow. Utilities. Utilities. This is a long list. Calculator. Calculator's the first thing. Display time and date. Display compass heading. Wake up alarm. Calendar. Stopwatch. Terminal for screen reader. Display network status. Display power status. Format. Sleep timer. Upgrade Braille Sensitivity Firmware. And this is the last one. So let's exit. Utilities. Down arrow. Settings. We're into settings. And we're going to push enter. Set time and date. This is where you set the time and the date. Set up internet. Bluetooth manager. Pronunciation dictionary. Menu manager. Backup restore personalized settings. 
Change device name. Global options. Global options are the last thing. So let's exit. Settings. And we're going to down arrow. Help. And help is going to be the last item. Help. I suspect it's probably very much the same as last time, but let's get into it. Help overview. We have an overview. Basic functions help. Settings help. File manager help. Word processor help. Email help. Media help. Organizer help. Web tools help. Social networking help. Extras help. Games help. Utilities help. Using the help menu. Using ActiveSync. ActiveSync. Command summary. Command summary for USB keyboard. Troubleshooting guide. Accessories. Information about the Braille sets you to QWERTY. And that's the last thing. Let's go up and look at some of the menus that have submenus and see if it branches out in the help. Accessories. Troubleshooting. Command. Subcommand. Submusic. Activity. Music. The help. Utility. Games. Help. Extras help, social networking help, web tools help, organizer help, media help. Let's look at the media help. I'm going to push enter. Loading. Media.txt open contracted rail. Uh, table. Okay, so it's a text and it's got a table of contents in here. And the table of contents actually shows this part of the manual because it starts with chapter 7 and it goes into chapter 7.1 media player and 7.1.1 with the information about it, and there's also a 7.1.2, which I won't read, but I need to use both hands to get out of this, so let me do that. All right, we're back in Media Help, and I'm going to exit that with Escape. Help. And we're in Help, and I'm finished showing you the menus and the basic outline of how this machine is organized. In the future, I'll be showing you a couple of things, Dropbox and the RSS reader slash podcatcher, and probably a few other things as we go along. There's an entirely new user manual for version 8, and each device has its own user manual, whether you're using a BrailleSense Plus or Plus QWERTY or U2 or U2 QWERTY, and there are probably some others. They've done a lot of work on this. And I look forward to learning this and sharing it with you. So thank you for listening. If you want to know more about HIMSS, you can go to the following website, http colon slash slash www.hims-inc, that's I, N as in Nancy, C, Dot com. That is the U.S. HIMSS site. They also have an international site. I believe it's the same as the above, except it's HIMSINTL.com. And HIMSINTL is all written together without a hyphen after HIMSS. Thank you for listening to this brief intro, and this is Mary Emerson for Main Menu. Main Menu. This is Mark Solomon with GW Micro. It is Tuesday, February 19th, 2013. And today's webinar will provide attendees with an orientation to the new Windows 8 operating system from Microsoft, as well as several tips and tricks for navigating Windows 8 with Window Eyes. Please note that Window Eyes version 8 or higher is required for compatibility with Windows 8. GW Micro released Windowwise version 8 in December of 2012 
and it includes full and comprehensive support for Windows 8. For those of you who have not yet upgraded, you don't want to miss out on all of the great new features and performance improvements included with Windows 8. So please contact GW Micro or your local dealer to order your upgrade today. We have a lot of information to cover, so let's get started. Today's webinar will be approximately one hour in length, and I will reserve time at the end for an interactive question and answer session. So if you do have questions that come up during the webinar, feel free to post them in the text chat area, and we'll do our best to respond to those in a timely fashion, and anything we can't respond to during the webinar, we'll try to respond to at the very end. As I mentioned earlier, we do have study guide worksheets available for today's webinar. You can download the study guide worksheets at gwmicro.com slash training slash webinar underscore training. And just to explain these worksheets, there is one version that has fill-in-the-blank answers and a second version that has the answers provided. So you can use the version with fill-in-the-blanks to test your knowledge and then use the version with the answers as an answer key. And as I mentioned, I did post the study guide worksheet in the browser area of the conference room for you to be able to review right now. Let's go ahead and move on to our learning objectives for today's webinar. Number one, identify and explain the different versions of Windows 8. Number two, practice logging in, restarting, and shutting down a Windows 8 computer. Number three, discover how to access, navigate, and customize the start screen of Windows 8. Number four, discover how to access and navigate the All Apps screen. Number five, discover how to use the search charm, or pane, to find apps, settings, and files. Number six, describe the difference between Windows 8 apps and traditional programs. Number seven, identify and explain the purpose of post messages. And finally, number nine, discover the benefits of the new power user menu of Windows 8. Let's begin with an overview of Windows 8. Microsoft's design decisions for Windows 8 were motivated by their desire to bridge the gap between consumer-focused touchscreen devices and business productivity systems with only one operating system. This resulted in a number of changes to the Windows desktop and the introduction of the new start screen. I am pleased to be your guide as we explore the latest operating system from Microsoft, Windows 8. I think it is important for us all to have an understanding of the different editions of Windows 8. And this topic is covered on our study guide worksheet in question number two. We have already answered question number one as far as what version of Windows is required for compatibility with Windows 8, and that is Windows 8. So let's talk about the four different editions of Windows 8. First, let's talk about just the version that's referred to as Windows 8. And this edition of Windows is geared towards the home market segment and includes all of the basic new features, including the start screen with semantic zoom, live tiles, the Windows Store, Microsoft Account Integration, Internet Explorer 10, and much, much more. The second edition that we will describe is Windows 8 Pro, or Windows 8 Professional. 
Windows 8 Pro is designed for business and power users and includes all of the features of Windows 8 plus domain support, file encryption, remote desktop connection, Windows Media Center plugin support, and much more. Next is Windows 8 Enterprise. And Windows 8 Enterprise is designed for large corporate entities and includes all of the features in Windows 8 Pro plus additional tools for IT management and advanced networking. And finally is Windows RT. Windows RT. Windows RT, as in Romeo Tango, is the newest member of the Windows family and will only be available pre-installed on PCs and tablets powered by ARM processors. Windowize is not, I repeat not, currently compatible with this version of Windows 8. So just to add to this point, Windows RT is really designed for mobile platforms and it's designed to run on devices utilizing the ARM, which is an acronym, A as in Apple, R as in Romeo, M as in Michael, ARM architecture. And some of the benefits of the ARM architecture is that you can use smaller chips and processors that use power more efficiently, which is ideal for mobile platforms and mobile devices. So as an example, the new Surface tablet from Microsoft comes pre-installed with Windows RT. So keep in mind that you cannot install Windowize or any full featured screen reader on a Windows RT device. That's just a limitation at this time. And I just want to make that point very clear at this point that there is no compatibility with the RT version of Windows 8. Now, it is important to note that there's a new version of the Surface coming out from Microsoft called the Surface Pro, and this will have a full featured version of Windows instead of the RT edition. So in that particular context, you should be able to install Windowwise and other full featured programs. But the RT version does not have the, leg le the legacy desktop and other capabilities to run traditional programs like these other editions of Windows 8 can. Now let's talk briefly about the system requirements for Windows 8 because whether you have an existing computer that you'd like to upgrade or you're just curious of what type of hardware you need to run Windows 8, I've got some good news to report. The good news is that you don't need any hardware different than what you have used in the past. So the base system requirements for Windows 8 is a processor at 1 gigahertz or faster a minimum of one gigabyte of RAM for a 32-bit version of Windows 8 or two gigabytes of RAM for a 64-bit version and you need roughly 20 gigabytes of hard drive space for the installation and that's really all there is to it. So just from a personal perspective um, I have been able to install Windows 8 on my desktop computer which had been running Windows XP for many, many years, probably since um, the, the mid-2000s. So using the exact same hardware, I was able to install Windows 8 and get some great performance and reliability. So far, so good. 
So that's definitely a nice feature that I like to point out of Windows 8 is that it does not require any new hardware or faster hardware. You should be able to get by with what you have. But of course, if you go out and buy a new computer, you should expect a, a nice fast computer and a good experience with Windows 8. Now the next um, notable feature I like to point out as far as an overview of new things in Windows 8 is the capability to log into Windows 8 with a Microsoft account. And logging in with a Microsoft account basically allows you to connect the PC to the cloud. And because of this connection to the cloud, you'll be able to have all of your settings follow you between different PCs and devices that run Windows 8. So this should be a very helpful feature so as you go from PC to tablet and to other devices, you'll have all of your internet favorites and your uh, preferences and apps all remembered and stored for you. So when you log in, they'll be available for you right away. Another nice improvement and feature of Windows 8 is that there is built-in antivirus and malware protection with Windows Defender. So when you get Windows 8 and turn it on for the first time, you'll already have antivirus protection. So now there's no longer a specific need to go out and invest in a separate antivirus program. And the built-in antivirus application, Windows Defender, is very accessible with Windowize. Another notable item is that File Explorer with a new ribbon with the new ribbon menu system replaces Windows Explorer. So don't get too taken aback by this comment or by this point. So the hotkey to access File Explorer is the same as it's been for Windows Explorer. It's still Windows key E and you can still use File Explorer to accomplish all the same tasks you're used to doing with Windows Explorer as far as managing all of your files and folders. So just a quick note about the name change. Windows Explorer is now referred to as File Explorer, and File Explorer has a ribbon menu system. The last item I want to point out for this section is that GW Micro has worked very hard to provide full and comprehensive access to Windows 8. And a lot of the functionality that we have implemented for Windows 8 support is included in the Windows Enhanced app that is built into Windowwise. And when you install Windowwise on Windows 8, you will have Windows Enhanced app ready to go for you. And as we continue on in the webinar, we'll talk more about some of the specific features that the Windows Enhanced app brings to the table. But the two that you want to be focusing on is its enhanced navigation capabilities it will provide for you on the start screen, as well as better access to toast and tooltip pop-up messages. Before we spend time talking about the new features and changes, let's talk about and demonstrate some of the things that have not changed. Because I definitely have heard reports that people, that there are some people that are a little concerned about the learning curve associated with Windows 8. Um, but some of the nice things that you can rest assured you'll have in Windows 8 are the legacy desktop. So you can still access your desktop and your list of shortcuts on your desktop using Windows key D, Windows key D. You still have your taskbar where you can pin applications and you can access the list of running programs. And the taskbar is still accessible with the hotkey Windows key T, as in Tango. You still have your system tray, also known as the notification area, for system notifications, your volume, your network connections, and your clock. 
and you can still navigate to the system tray either with the Windows keystroke, Windows key B as in Bravo, or using the Windowwise system tray dialog which is accessible with insert key S as in Sierra. And you still have access to the powerful run dialog by pressing Windows key R. And from the run dialog, just as in previous versions of Windows, you can launch programs or utilities, open web pages, and you can also access files and folder locations. So in case you don't know any of the new user interfaces of Windows 8, you can still use these common items that you've been using for many, many years in Windows, the desktop list view, the taskbar, the system tray, and the run dialog. So that's a bit of information about what hasn't changed. And at this time, I'd like to start by providing everyone with an introduction to the new start screen in Windows 8. I described the desktop and how the taskbar is still available in the system tray. Um, but I think it's important to note that a staple of the traditional desktop that has been there since the very beginning in Windows is no longer there. And I'm referring to the start menu. So from a visual perspective, the start menu was always represented as a button or icon in the bottom left corner of the screen in the taskbar. And when you activated the start button, a menu would be displayed in the bottom left corner of the screen. And from the start menu, you could launch programs or folders or utilities from shortcuts. You could review a list of all of your programs. You could search for information as well. So in Windows 8, the start menu has completely disappeared from the traditional desktop. And the start menu itself has been broken down into three main parts. The start screen, the search charm, and the app screen. And with these three new parts, which I'll teach you all how to access and use very soon, you'll be able to accomplish all of the same tasks that you were able to do from the start menu and other and older versions of Windows. So just keep in mind that the start menu is no longer on the desktop, but you can still complete the same types of tasks using the new start screen, the search charm, which relates and maybe you can use the analogy of it's your search edit box that you used to find in your start menu, as well as the app screen, which you could compare to the all programs list, which you used to find on your start menu. So let's first talk about what you can do, what can be accomplished from the new start screen in Windows 8. First, you can open the items which are pinned to the start screen. These pinned items can be traditional programs such as Microsoft Office applications. They can be Windows 8 apps, which we'll talk more about in just a moment, libraries, folders, and other items used by Windows 8 apps. From the start screen, you can also search for and open programs, apps, libraries, downloads folder, and any items which you pin to the start screen. In addition, from the start screen, you can go to the apps screen, which contains a list which includes all the installed apps and programs on your computer. And you can move between the start screen and the app screen by pressing Control Tab. Control Tab is the keystroke to do that. In addition, from the start screen, you can log off or switch to another user. But it's important to note that unlike in previous versions of Windows, you can't access the commands to shut down, sleep, or restart from the start screen. We will cover in just a moment how you can still perform these tasks in Windows 8. 
Okay, and then in addition from the start screen, for programs and apps you've got pinned on your start screen, there are some additional tasks which you can perform, which are available through their context menu. And on the start screen, when you open a context menu for an app or a program, it's actually now called the command bar and looks slightly different than a context menu does. And we'll talk more about that and give you some practice with command bars and context menus a little bit later in the webinar. Okay, so I guess the big question is how do you get to the start screen in Windows 8? Well, it's very easy. To get to the start screen, all you have to do is press your Windows key. So I'm going to go ahead and press my Windows key now to move to the start screen on my Windows 8 computer. Start menu, modern apps group calendar, unselected one of 12R1C1 expanded list view. So we had Windowize report to us exactly where we landed on the start screen on the calendar app. So if you want to move to an item or search for an item, you can, or once you move to an item or you find an item you want to open, just press the enter key. So that's very similar to your old desktop when you find a shortcut to a program or to a file. If you want to open it, just press your enter key. And if you press your enter key on a start screen item, you'll automatically leave the start screen. So pressing, a, pressing the Windows key a second time after you've gone to the start screen, just as a quick note, will return you back to where you were before you came to the start screen. And also, you can press, as I mentioned before, Windows key D to go to the desktop. But I like to point out that in Windows 8, pressing Windows D doesn't always guarantee you you're going to go to your list of shortcuts on your desktop. And that's because pressing Windows key D will either go to the active window on your desktop or the desktop if there isn't an active window. So if you were typing in Notepad and then went to the start screen and then pressed your Windows key again, you'd most likely return to Notepad, not the actual desktop list view of shortcuts. So I think that's something that you want to make a note of. So as you want to try to get to your desktop, you need to know that sometimes you might have to press Windows D a second time in order to get to your list of shortcuts. Okay, so at this point, let's go ahead and talk just a bit about Windows 8 apps. Windows 8 apps. In Windows 8, there's a new class of program called a Windows 8 app. Windows 8 apps are different from traditional programs in a number of ways. And just as a quick note for those of you using your study guide, question, I believe there's a question, it looks like question number 9 in the study guide, is asking you about the differences between a Windows 8 app and a traditional program. So just make a note of that because we're about to kind of go over the answers for that question. So first, Windows 8 apps can only be installed from the Windows Store. Second, Windows 8 apps can only be uninstalled from their command bar and they don't appear in programs and features in the control panel. So if you want to uninstall a Windows 8 app, you have to find it on your start screen, press your application key to bring up the command bar, and from the command bar you'll be able to find the option to uninstall the program. And also, if you close a Windows 8 app, you'll be taken back to the start screen. So in comparison, normally when you close a traditional program such as Notepad or Microsoft Office, you'll return to the desktop, the traditional desktop and not the start screen. So for the rest of the webinar, we can start to refer to Windows 8 apps simply as apps and traditional programs as programs. 
But keep in mind that Microsoft sometimes refers to traditional programs as desktop apps. So we'll just do our best to wrap our head around Microsoft's new terminology. And I just think it's important for us to start to understand that there's a new class of programs. Uh, for the most part, we'll be sticking with traditional programs. But as time goes on, hopefully there'll be more and more Windows 8 apps that we can use with Access Technology to get our job done. Now, let's talk about a specific example of a Windows 8 app. And that's Internet Explorer version 10. And I think this is very important for us to identify here in the beginning. In Windows 8, Internet Explorer 10 is available in two versions, an app version and a traditional version, which is very similar to using Internet Explorer 9 and previous versions as you had in Windows 7, Windows Vista, and Windows XP as terms of, in terms of its user interface and command set. Now, by default, if you open Internet Explorer from the traditional desktop or the taskbar, the traditional program will open. But if you open Internet Explorer from the start screen, then the app version will open. Now, I, at this point, recommend that screen reader users stick with the traditional Internet Explorer program. So what I'd like to do at this time is give everyone the necessary steps and instructions to customize Windows 8 so that the traditional desktop version of Internet Explorer is always used, regardless of if you're launching programs from the start screen or the desktop. So let's go ahead and learn how to accomplish that task. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get to the Internet Explorer Options dialog for Internet Explorer. Because within this Internet Explorer Options dialog is where we can configure this option. So I'm going to open the Run dialog in Windows, 7, in Windows 8 by pressing Windows key R. Open OW. And then I'll type in... I-E-X-P-L-O-R-E. I explore once again. I explore, which is the executable name for Internet Explorer. So by pressing Enter, it will launch Internet Explorer, the traditional program. Desktop, Windows Internet Explorer. 18 links, 4 on clicks, 1 landmark, browse off, search landmark, edit box, search Google's. Okay, so we've opened up Internet Explorer. We're now on Google's homepage. But I want to get to Internet Explorer's Internet Options. So I'm going to press Alt-T to access the Tools menu. T, Context menu. Followed by O to access the Internet Options dialog. O, menu closed. To create homepage tabs, type each other, Internet Options. Okay, I'm now in the Internet Options dialog. And I need to move to the Programs tab. So I'll use Control-Shift-Tab, which will be a faster way to get to the Programs tab here. Previous tab. Previous tab. Choose how you open links. LO is an Internet Explorer on the desktop. Combo box 3 of 3. Okay, and the first control in the Programs tab is Choose how you open links. And the option you want to select is... Always an Internet Explorer on the desktop, 3 of 3. Always an Internet Explorer on the desktop. That will guarantee that when you activate a link in an email or from another web page or you type in a link or an address, it will open in the traditional Internet Explorer program. So I'm going to leave that option set as always an Internet Explorer on the desktop. I'll press my tab key. Open Internet Explorer tiles on the desktop. Key checkbox checked. Okay, here's another option that I recommend you check. And this will also ensure that when you're launching different um, web pages from the start screen or apps, they will open up in the traditional Internet Explorer program. So once you have your two options set, you're going to choose always an Internet Explorer on the desktop in the combo box. 
and check the box for open Internet Explorer tiles on the desktop. You then want to go ahead and activate the OK button in the dialog to save those settings. So I'll shift tab until I get to the OK button. Choose how you will program apply cancel OK button. And I'll activate the button with my space bar. Space. Google dashboard. And now I've customized Windows 8 to always use the traditional Internet Explorer program as opposed to the Windows 8 app for Internet Explorer. Okay, now that we've talked about customizing Windows 8 so that you can use the traditional Internet Explorer program, I'd like to shift gears slightly to talk more about the start screen. And let's talk more about the command bar and context menus. So all of you should be used to opening a context menu for a traditional program. A small context menu is displayed and the items are arranged in a vertical list and you can move between the items in a context menu using the up and down arrows. So what's slightly different is when you open the command bar for a start screen item, the command bar will be displayed at the bottom of the screen. And because the items are arranged in a horizontal row, as opposed to a vertical list like a context menu, you can't use your up and down arrow keys to navigate the list. So instead, you can always use your tab and shift tab keys to navigate between the items. Or if you can remember that it's a horizontal list of items, you can also use your left and right arrows to navigate between these items. Let's go ahead and give that a try and listen to how WindowWise reads us the information about the start screen items and their corresponding command bar and context menus. So to focus the start menu, I'll press my Windows key. And once again, I think we need to make sure that we're on the same page as far as terminology. Windows uh, 8 contains the new start screen but programmatically it is still being exposed as the start menu. So you might hear window I say start menu, but just keep in mind that this is the new start screen in Windows 8. Here we go. Press the Windows key and let's check out the start screen. Start menu, modern apps group calendar, unselected one of 12 R1C1 expanded list view. Okay, so at this point I've got um, my first tile selected. I've got my calendar app and I'm in my first group of apps. So let's just keep things very simple. We've not yet learned how to navigate around our start screen. So let's just assume you want to bring up the command bar for this currently selected app on the start screen. So just like accessing the context menu, to access the command bar, you press your application key. So on most full-size keyboards, the application key is located three keys to the right of your space bar. I'll press that key now, and let's listen to how window-wise reads the new command bar that will be docked and displayed at the bottom of the screen. Selected file pull down. Unpin from start. So WindowWise says unpin from start. And that is the first item on the command bar for your calendar app. So as I mentioned, you can use your tab and shift tab keys to navigate this list or your left and right arrows. So I'll start to move through these items. Uninstall. That shows you how we can uninstall this app from your computer smaller. We also have the option of making the tile for this app smaller. And we'll talk more about the purpose of our, the tiles and why you can make them bigger or smaller a little bit later here in the webinar. So at this point, if I wanted to close the command bar, just like I wanted to cancel a menu, I can press menu my escape key. Unselected. Calendar unselected one of 12 R1C1 expanded list view. And I'm back in my start screen with the calendar app selected. So that's just a brief discussion of the new command bar and context menus that are accessible from the start screen. 
And let's just talk a moment now about the process of logging in, shutting down, and restarting the computer. So on Windows 8, you can't shut down, sleep, or restart from the start screen. However, you can use either the shutdown Windows dialog or the settings charm to perform those tasks. So at this time, let me just give you a quick demonstration of how you can still access the shutdown Windows dialog to perform a restart, shutdown, or log off command. So the first step is to get to your traditional desktop or to one of the components of your desktop. So I'll press Windows key D to do that. Moderator, type here. And pressing Windows D the first time, move me to the last active window on my desktop, which is the Talking Communities Conference plugin. So if I press Windows D a second time, Google dash Windows Internet Explorer minimized marked unselected list view one of it. Now we're on the list view on our desktop. And now that I'm on the list view on my desktop, I can press Alt F4, which is the universal close command in Windows. And instead of it closing, it's going to instead give us our shutdown Windows dialog. What do you want the computer to do? W shutdown combo box 304. Dialog shut. So our shutdown Windows dialog gives us four shutdown options. Switch user one of four. We can switch user. Sign out two of four. Sign out, which is analogous with logging out. Shutdown three of four. We can shut down. Restart four of four. Or we can restart. So just keep in mind that when your focus is in the taskbar or your desktop list view, pressing Alt F4 will bring up your shutdown Windows dialog and you can perform your power management tasks from this dialog just as you have in the past. Now let's show you the new way of doing things. So if you wanted to be able to shut down your computer from a different place, the other option is to use the settings charm, also known as the settings pane in Windows 8. So either, either from the start screen or anywhere in your computer, you can access the settings charm by pressing the hotkey Windows key I as in India. So I'll press that now. Settings charm window. So the settings charm window is displayed and it basically pops out from the right side of your screen. It's docked to the right. It runs vertically from the very far bottom to the very top of the screen and takes up about a quarter of the viewable area. So in this pane, the settings charm, there are multiple items we can choose from, and you can move between the items in your settings charm by pressing your tab key. So I'm gonna press my tab key until I reach the power item. Networks, network button, volume 36 button, notifications on track bar, power options button. And there's the power options button. I can activate the button by pressing my space bar. Space. And then power options menu. In the power options menu, I can use my up and down arrow keys to hear either shut down menu item, restart menu item. So then I could either choose a shutdown or restart from the settings charm. So hopefully that gives you a better idea of how you can either shut down, log off, or restart your computer in Windows 8. Now a quick note about logging on to Windows 8. Your computer, as it could be in the past, can be configured to automatically log in and take you to your desktop or start screen. But by default, you will have a login screen in Windows 8. So when you power on your computer, once Windows boots up, there will be a standby screen that's presented on the screen. And by default, it's a animated image of the Seattle skyline. It's got a large clock. Um, it'll have your network status. And this is something very similar to what people are used to seeing on smartphones and tablet devices when they bring them out of standby. And this is a similar type of, of standby screen now in Windows 8. So to hide the standby screen and to bring up the login screen, you just have to press 
a key on your keyboard. So I normally press my space bar or enter key, and that will hide the standby screen and take me right to my password edit box. So that's just a, an important note to make about logging into the system. And if you wanted to remove the login screen so you can go directly to your start screen, that can all be customized through Windows 8. While we're on the topic of restarting and power management, I do want to highlight another uh, notable feature of Windows 8 that I've been very impressed with, and that's the boot up time. I have a Windows XP computer that I use at home, a Windows 7 computer I use at work, and normally my boot up times before I'm ready to start working can range anywhere between two and five minutes. And I was very pleasantly surprised to find that Windows 8 boots up much more efficiently and faster compared to previous versions of Windows. On the same computer hardware that I'm running Windows XP, I can now boot into Windows 8 and be ready to start working in roughly 30 seconds, which is really a big time saver and something I'm very pleased to report to anyone that's thinking about making the switch to Windows 8. Something you can definitely rest assured is that you'll have a much faster boot up time compared to earlier versions of Windows. All of us here on the Main Menu team consider your thoughts, questions, suggestions, and any other feedback that you may have very important. To interact with us on the show, you can send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. If you would like to find past show archives and more information about Main Menu, you can visit our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. If you would like to interact with us on Twitter and see all the latest show news, you can follow us by visiting www.twitter.com slash mainmenu or by following at mainmenu. If you would like to receive show announcements in your inbox and interact with other Main Menu listeners, you can subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list by sending a blank email to mm-friends.com. Dash subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm dash friends dash subscribe at acbradio.org. If you're interested in other ACB Radio programming besides Main Menu, you can learn more about ACB Radio by visiting www.acbradio.org. If you would like to receive Main Menu as a weekly podcast, you can do so by subscribing to the Main Menu podcast feed with the URL http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. You can also hear us by subscribing to Main Menu in the iTunes store or by finding us in the iBlink radio app made by Serotech for iOS and Android-powered devices. Finally, we are heard on radio reading services from all over the world. The radio reading service in your state or country may already be carrying main menu every week. If you would like to receive announcements about the latest ACB radio programming news, including main menu, you can subscribe to the ACB radio announce-only mailing list by sending an email to announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. 
Finally, if you would like to interact with listeners of all ACB radio programs, you can subscribe to the ACB radio friends list by sending a blank email to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Anytime that you have any comments, questions, or suggestions that you would like us to hear, please get in touch with us. following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of iOS 6 with VoiceOver. And in this demonstration, I want to show you how to use the guided access. In particular, how to restrict the person to just using an app without coming out of it by using the home button. So before I get started, let me just say that my iPhone, in my case 4S, is turned on. VoiceOver is running and I'm currently sitting at my home screen. So the first thing we need to do is get into settings so that we can then go to general accessibility to access the guided access function. And of course with VoiceOver, as we all know, it's a one finger flick left or right on the screen to move item by item, or one finger drag around to find the item you wish to use. And then of course the one finger double tap anywhere on the screen to activate that item using VoiceOver. So I'm going to touch the middle of my screen now to find settings. App Store. Okay, I'm going to do one finger flick to the right to get to settings. Keep settings. Moving. Oh, there we go. I'm on settings straight away. And as you'll notice, I've got my voiceover hints turned off. So one finger double tap to activate. Settings. Okay, I'm going to get down to general. General so button. Touch towards the bottom of the screen. One finger double tap. General. Settings. Back button. Touch towards the bottom of the screen again. Spotlight search button. Okay, three finger flick up to scroll the screen down. Rows 8 to 16 of 16. Touch towards the bottom of the screen again. International button. One finger flick to the right. Accessibility button. Yes, accessibility. One finger double tap. Accessibility. General. Back button. Okay, and I'm just going to flick through the main accessibility panel to get down to guided access. Accessible vision. Voice of zoom. Large tap. Invert. Speak select. Speak or automatic hearing. Hearing aid. Left flat. Mono audio. Left right 50%. Adjust the learning. Guided access. Off button. Okay, guided access is currently turned off, so one finger double tap to open that. Guided access. Accessibility. Back button. And I'm just going to move through this panel with just one finger flick to the right. Guided access. Heading. Guided access. Off. Okay, I'm going to turn on with one finger double tap. Okay, one finger Guided flick to the right. Guided access. On. Guided access keeps the iPhone in a single app and allows you to control which features are available. To start guided access, triple click the home button in the app you want to use. Heading. Okay, so to use guided access, triple click. The home button in the app you want to use. So one finger flick to the right. Set passcode button. Set passcode. One finger flick to the right again. Set the passcode used when guided access is enabled. Heading. Okay, use the passcode to use when guided access is enabled. One finger flick to the right again. Enable screen sleep off. Enable screen sleep off, and I normally leave that off. One finger flick to the right. The screen will dim after a period of inactivity. Pressing okay. the sleep slash wake button will put the screen to sleep immediately. Okay, Heading. one finger flick to the right again, and that's it. So let's go back to set the passcode. Enable screen sleep. Set the passcode used when left. guided access. Set passcode button. Okay, let's set the passcode. One finger double tap. Set passcode heading. One finger flick the right. Cancel button. Enter a passcode. Empty password field. All values required. Secure text field is editing. 
Okay. Now to do a highly secure passcode. So I'm going to touch the screen. One. 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 Re-enter passcode. Set passcode. Okay. Heading. Re-enter passcode. One. 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 Guided access, accessibility, back button. Okay, now of course I was using my on-screen keyboard then to put those numbers in, and of course I'm in touch typing mode with voiceover. Otherwise, in standard typing mode, I would have had to actually double tap each number twice to put the number in. Okay, so that's all ready to go. Let me just press the home button. Settings. So I'm going to go and select an application. So I've got my iBooks app in my app switcher, so I'm going to press the home button twice to bring up my app switcher. App switcher settings. Okay, one finger flick to the right. iBooks. There's iBooks. One finger double tap. iBooks library button. Now I've currently got the classic Black Beauty opened up at the moment that my children have been reading. So if I touch the middle of the screen. Capital T. And image. Two finger scrub down. The first place that I can well remember was a pleasant meadow with a pond of clear water in it. Over the hedge on one side we looked into a plowed field. Okay. Now I'm going to activate guided access now. So I'm going to press my home button three times. One, two, three. Alert. Accessibility options. One finger flick to the right. Guided access. Button. Okay, guided access. One finger double tap. Guided access. Cancel. Button. Okay, one finger flick to the right. Guided access. Heading. Start. Button. Okay, start. Double tap and start. iBooks. Library. Button. Okay, now back to my books. So if I touch the middle of the screen. Well remember was a pleasant mead. Two fingers swipe down. Well remember was a pleasant meadow with a pond of clear water in it. Over the hedge on one side we looked into a plowed field. And on the other we okay. looked over a gated armor. Stop. Now if I press the home button now. And press it again. Nothing happens. Okay, so I can't come out of the application that way. If I press the home button twice, one, two, also nothing happens. And of course, if I now use the triple click function, one, two, three. Enter passcode, heading. Okay, enter passcode for the guided access function. So one finger flick to the right. Cancel, but enter your passcode. Empty password field for values required. Secure text field is editing. Okay, so type in my highly secure password. One, 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 one. one. Guided access. End button. Okay, so the default button is the end button because it came up in focus. One finger flick to the right. Guided access. Heading. Resume button. And we can just resume guided access if we want to. So if I one finger flick back to the left. Resume guided access. End button. Okay, one finger double tap on end. iBooks. Library button. And touch the middle of the screen. Capital T. Just if I'm back in the book, which I am, and I didn't have to do that really. Now if I press the home button once. Messages, nine new items, phone, six new items. I'm back to my main home screen. I've actually exited the application with the home button. So that's the way to restrict the use of the home button in this particular case so that when you're in an application, the person has to stay in that application and if they try and press the home button once or twice, it won't work. If they press the home button three times, it's just going to come up with the guided access requesting that you put in the PIN number so that then you can exit the application. So that concludes this demonstration on using the guided access function with the home button. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.